So before we begin, just got a couple of news items to send you away. And the first one is the Connecticut Fishing and Outdoor Show, which runs this weekend, Friday to Sunday. That's the 24th to the 26th. That's at Mohegan Sun uh, up there in Uncasville, Connecticut. We will be there uh, taking subscriptions and giving away our awesome giveaways from BKK, Fish Bites, and a few other little goodies mixed in there. You can also get a free magazine if you want to check us out. I will be there Saturday morning and all day Sunday if you want to come and talk fishing. I invite you to come by and say hello. And they have a whole bunch of awesome stuff going on there. They've got seminars from people like Crazy Alberto, Ian Devlin, and even the fisherman's, a friend of the fisherman and of the fishing report here, uh, East End Eddie, will be giving a seminar on Saturday, so you don't want to miss any of that. Uh, lots of kid stuff going on, like casting demos and... Uh, big aquariums and things like that so it's really an awesome show definitely want to come check that out again that's this weekend at Mohegan Sun in Uncasville Connecticut it runs Friday to Sunday and um, we hope to see you there the other thing of course is the giveaway which is ongoing I did see a couple of photos come in this week so things are starting to percolate again in the uh, in the report or in the contest I should say um, also finalize the design of my six inch darter which is going to be the prize uh, for this round which is going to end on May 17th and by now you guys probably know the drill but basically it just has to be a recently caught fish and it has to show you in the photo so you got to be holding the fish can't lay it on the ground um, send those in to me at deanderson at thefisherman.com or text them to me at the number on the screen I'll compile all the photos I'll pick my favorite and uh, we will someone will win uh, brand new custom wood darter made by me and uh, we're gonna do a second place prize as well looks like it's gonna be a Yozuri plug or two um, and uh, so get those into me and on May 17th we'll pick a winner Now before we get into the actual reports, I want to talk about the largemouth bass fishing because what I'm going to say applies to the entire southern region of New England. So rather than say it three times for Mass, Rhode Island, and Connecticut, I'm just going to say it once and then you can kind of imply the rest of it as I kind of pepper in largemouth news as we go through the rest of the report. Basically things are looking very good right now. Uh, we're getting really good reports from a lot of highline fishermen. Uh, talked to Dan Southwick over the weekend. I ran into him at a show. He was showing me pictures of some recently caught fish. Heard about some other nice fish that were taken over the last week. Um, I saw some good fish on Instagram taken over the last week. Uh, definitely looks like the night bite is really firing up for those swim bait guys. And then during the day, guys are getting them on swim baits. Guys are getting them on chatter baits. A lot of guys doing damage on uh, suspending jerk baits and finesse stuff's working really well too hearing about hair jigs and ned rigs those are getting some fish and of course the ubiquitous conventional just simple jig is catching a lot of big fish right now too a couple ways you can increase your odds um, you can fish ponds that have a herring run not all the runs have a lot of herring in them right now but most of them especially in southern New England, are going to have some scout fish going in, and that is enough to get these fish fired up. They see a couple of herring come in, and it just cranks them up a few extra notches. Uh, of course, a trout-stocked pond is going to be a great place. Um, even if the trout are all mostly too big for, uh, or at least you would presume would be too big 
for some of these largemouth to eat. The biggest fish in the pond will have no problem taking down a 12 inch trout. And it's still going to excite the other fish. It's still going to excite those three and four pounders that might shy away from taking down a, a 12 inch fish. But if you go out there with something that looks like a six inch version of that, you know, that's going to be something that triggers for them. It's going to be like, whoa, there's one I can eat. So throwing something like a, uh, like a trout colored six inch Huddleston is probably going to be a good bet for you. Um, another thing is the perch spawn, which really doesn't usually happen till mid-April, but those fish are starting to move inshore now, so if you can find some of that standing vegetation, like bushes or reeds or things like that, there may be some perch starting to push into those, and of course those bass are going to take advantage of that as well. Even if you don't have any of that, though, um, the bite is just picking up across the region right now. These bass are waking up. We've got beautiful days, many in a row here. Um, and that's just gonna, that's only gonna serve to fire them up even more. Uh, so no matter how you like to do it, if you like to throw big baits like I do, or if you like to go finesse, it doesn't really matter. Um, the fish are biting really well right now. The bass bite is on, and uh, you can apply everything that I just said to everywhere across the region. Now let's move over into Massachusetts, and uh, we'll start things off with James Jukes. Well, the weekend for me was a success. I had plenty of largemouth my target species. Uh, I definitely traveled for it, checked out a childhood pond that I used to fish when I was a kid, and that was fun. Uh, everybody else up here on the North Shore is doing well. Today I'm checking out a, a stock trout pond, which they haven't stocked yet. A couple guys out here doing some bass fishing as well. Uh, but the stocking trucks are making their rounds up this way, so if anybody wants to get a trout, get in there and get them. They'll be uh, plentiful for a little while now. As far as everything else up here, the pika hammer and stuff, the carp, bass, you name it, it's on it. Uh, the holdover striped bass situation is going well. The guys that are out there searching for them, doing the overnight thing, catching good fish. Looks like the bass are eating well as every other species. So you better get out there and get fishing. <laughs> uh, and this is after work time for me too. So enjoy the daylight everybody. Get out there and get cracking. Heading down from the North Shore uh, as as we've talked about a little bit in the intro here, the stocking trucks in Massachusetts have been covering a lot of ground. They've been logging some overtime hours, burning a lot of fuel. Uh, they stocked 27 bodies of water over the past week by my count. Uh, and most of those were kind of centered around like the South Shore, Boston area, and the Cape. So like I know Nickerson, they went through Nickerson and hit all the ponds in there. Um, and I know a lot of the heavy hitters in you know on the Cape got hit too, like Peter's Pond and stuff like that. Out in Plymouth, you got Long Pond got hit this week, and then heading further inland, you had some spots like up in Haverhill, had some places out east in Seekonk area. So they've been covering a lot of the state right now. They're putting a lot of fish in, and it's translating to a lot of people hooking up. Um, talked to many different tackle shops over the last few days in that region. They're all saying, you know, guys are coming in, doing really well catching trout, and it shouldn't be a surprise, but it, it's a fact. Just about every method is working. So if you want to go traditional, throw spinners and spoons, you're going to catch fish. You want to go technical and throw trout tricks and suspending jerk baits, you're going to catch fish. 
you want to go old school and throw night crawlers or maybe even Velveeta cheese. I have never tried that, but I remember my grandfather talking about it. Um, you're probably going to catch fish. You want to go the easy route, throw some power bait, you're going to catch fish. You want to throw a shiner out there under a bobber, you're going to catch fish. Um, these fish are aggressive, and as I like to say, they don't have any instincts. They're freshly stocked fish, so they're very reactive. Throwing bright colors tends to draw their attention. They just can't. They can't help but take a sh take a shot at it. You know what I mean? So um, it's a great time of year to go out there and rack up some numbers. It's also a phenomenal time of year to put kids onto onto some fish. So keep that in mind. Uh, a lot of that bass fishing we were talking about has been taking place on the Cape. There's a lot of herring ponds in the Cape. There's a lot of trout stock ponds in the Cape. So you can put two and two together there. Uh, there's probably a few that get both, so uh, those might be good places to look at as well. Um, to wrap things, actually, got one more thing on the Cape to talk about before I jump inland. Uh, also hearing about more and more holdover striped bass activity in Massachusetts. Saw some pictures of some bigger fish this week, you know, in the 30-inch range. Squirtin' Creek has had some fish. Some of those salt ponds along the Nantucket Sound shoreline have had some fish. Um, and some of the more inland, not inland, but some of the further east rivers and ponds have had some fish as well. So that bite is really starting to fire up now, finally. And uh, so that's something else you guys can hang your hats on. And last but not least, in Massachusetts, we're going to jump inland and we'll talk now to Roy Leva. I know it's been a couple weeks since I've last spoke to you. Um, things have actually digressed a little bit. Uh, that, that colder weather that we got and uh, all the snow that we got, we actually got dumped on pretty good um, over the last, you know, past week. Um, town I live in got about 18 inches of snow and most of the Berkshires got anywhere from 24 to 36 inches of snow. Uh, most of the snow here has melted uh, out there. They still do have some snow on the ground. But all that runoff, all that melting has cooled the water down quite a bit. So I'm not seeing the bait fish and the fish that I was visually seeing in the shallows. Um, that's kind of all gone away. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still expecting that pike are spawning, um, you know, crappie, yellow perch, and pickerel, uh, which are next, uh, should be kind of lining up. And, uh, you know, spring is here. It's, it, yesterday was the first day of spring. Um, weather has been phenomenal this week. Uh, so it's only a matter of time for those water temperatures to get up. And I think in a week or so, we should be gangbusters. Uh, this week also saw the first stocking of trout um, in Western Mass. Uh, I believe Laurel Lake, I was looking online, uh, was stocked. Uh, so, you know, the truck should be rolling out this way if you love trout fishing. Uh, it's a good time to get out in the spring and do it. Uh, you know, they're easy to catch when they first put them in. Uh, and that's it. I mean, that's all I got for this week. Uh, I am doing some fishing this week, more than so than last week. Uh, so I'll have a better report coming for you uh, next Thursday. All right, catch you, catch you later, buddy. into Rhode Island. Uh, we've been leading with codfish. We're going to lead with codfish again this week. A little change this week. Things took a little bit of a downward turn. Um, hard to guess exactly why, but if I was pressed, I'd say it's because we're coming off the moon, had faster drifts, harder to target those fish. They're still getting fish. It just was a little bit of a slower pick this week. Uh, we'll have to wait till next week to see if my theory holds true, but I'm guessing that it's going to pick back up again. Um, so, you know, we got good weather. We've got fairly calm seas might be a good time to call someone like the Francis fleet and uh, hop out there and get some codfish 
On the freshwater side of things, of course, all trout stocked waters in Rhode Island are closed right now, so don't mess around with that. But we're hearing more bass, uh, largemouth bass reports in Rhode Island now. And a lot of these fisheries, uh, a lot of the a lot of the good reports we're hearing are coming from places, you know, Warwick and North, you know, so the northern part of um, Rhode Island and then kind of heading out toward the Connecticut border as well. Uh, places like Echo Lake would be a good good spot to try. Um, and basically, you know, it's all the same things that we talked about before. Uh, Rhode Island is overlooked as far as largemouth bass fishing goes, but they have, there really is some excellent bass fishing in Rhode Island, so don't miss out on that. Um, so that's definitely something you guys can... Uh, can give a try. Another place to try too is Johnson's Pond. That place puts out some good fish at this time of the year. So uh, two spots to try there. Heading down south again, uh, we'll talk a little bit about holdover stripers, which are seeing a bit of a resurgence. Um, Rhode Island has had a slow year again, but uh, since these herrings started coming in, since we've seen a little bit warmer weather, seeing a little more small bait showing up in the estuaries, uh, these fish are starting to wake up. Uh, two things that you can sort of use to root out some better spots. Places with a herring run, Places with white perch. Um, those are two things that have worked for me time and time again over the years. Um, white perch, a lot of them are bite-sized to some of the bigger, uh, some of the bigger holdover bass, and then of course the herring. Even if those fish can't eat them, it's just the fact that those herring are in the river system and are you know moving around quickly that just gets them fired up. Uh, so also again, I said it last week, but I'll say it again. Don't be afraid to fish bass. Fish something like an SP minnow and rip it, or you know fast, fast cranking a magic swimmer or some kind of longer soft plastic swim bait on a swim bait hook. All those things fished quickly going to draw a lot of attention. It's a great way to catch fish in the springtime. It's exciting too because every hit is just thunderous, you know. So a lot of fun. Uh, definitely something worth giving a try. And um, that's what I have for you guys in Rhode Island this week. Hey guys, just dropping myself back into the video here because I forgot a couple things in the Rhode Island report. First one is we're bringing back an old friend. You guys may remember him from the Toby Lipinski days. He did a couple for me in the beginning uh, of my return to the fisherman here. Uh, TJ Kopecki, he's going to start doing video reports again. I saw him at Risa, so I'm excited to have him back. And uh, here's his first installment of 2023. Thanks, Dave. Hey guys, happy to be reporting again for the Fisherman Magazine. Uh, I've got a quick little report for you from the uh, East Bay area of Rhode Island and uh, Bristol County, Southeastern Mass. Um, spring is here, we've all been waiting for it. Longer days, warmer uh, sunshine. Um, and that by all means did spark a bite in some of the local ponds here in Swansea. Uh, the bass bite was on fire. Uh, white perch are definitely on the feed right now. So if you have opportunities to get out and fish for them, uh, now would be the time. Uh, not only the white perch, but yellow perch, uh, crappie, another one. Uh, they're getting ready on their pre-spawn to move into the shallow waters from the deeps. So uh, they are gonna be feeding, so it's a good opportunity to get out there. Lots of baits to try. Um, I like to use the small gulp smelt. Uh, either on a small jig head or I would put it on a bobber with a uh, two to three foot leader and just drop it down and move it slowly across the water and uh, it's, it's, it's lights out bite. Um, but on top of that, um, there has been some stockings here in Massachusetts uh, for trout. Uh, Old Gristmill Pond in Seekonk, Burr's Pond in Seekonk, Lewinbrook Pond and Swansea all have been stocked on the 15th uh, with Eastern Brook Trout, um, which is a, you know, a nice species to catch. Um, to 
actually eat too. They're actually really good to eat. I like to eat them. Um, other than that, getting to the salt, um, there hasn't been too, too much action other than some holdover action up towards the Seacock River uh, and then the Providence River. Lots of heron. Lots. There must be a lot of bait out there because I once again saw another report of dolphins uh, all schooling up bait in Maho Bay. So, and if you had paid attention uh, a couple weeks back on the DEM website, uh, you had saw that they were up in the Taunton River. Um, I'm sure it's probably the same schools of the common dolphins that are in there. So, which is a, just a good sign that there's a lot of bait up inside of our rivers uh, to forage on. So it, it won't be long before uh, stripers start getting in here. Um, we just obviously need some warmer, warmer weather to get that water temperature up near 50 degrees. Uh, so uh, with that, I uh, hope you guys uh, get out there and fish in uh, tight lines. And the second thing I wanted to mention before we jump out of the uh, Rhode Island reports is um, I just wanted to give you an update on Jeff Sullivan, who, as you may remember, was on a crazy white perch bite uh, early on in March and even the end of February. And he was, you know, these are landlocked fish in the landlocked pond in Rhode Island. And uh, he was saying, you know, that he felt like he had the shot, had a shot at breaking the state record. Well, he kind of half broke it. He broke the record for length but he fell four ounces shy of the weight record for Rhode Island. So, um, you know, not too many people can say that they are going to try to break the state record and then actually pretty much do it. Um, he's gonna keep trying, he says, but um, you know, it's quite a feat. I just wanted to recognize that and also um, remind you guys that white perch fishing is a lot of fun and uh, Rhode Island has some really good white perch uh, fishing, uh, both tidal and landlocked. And, uh, you know, these are cousins of the striped bass, so they, they kind of feed like stripers, they school up like stripers, they blitz like stripers at times. A uh, lot of fun to catch them. You can get them a bunch of different methods from jigs with little curly tails, uh, little hair jigs tipped with a uh, mealworm, countdowns, little jerk baits. They all work. A uh, lot of fun to catch these fish and definitely something worth chasing. So you guys should definitely check that out. For more than 20 years, anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. Jumping over into Connecticut, uh, the main thing that seems to be getting, everybody's, getting everybody excited is this uh, catch and release trout season in Connecticut. Since we haven't had that before you know, COVID, the, the, like sort of the emergency trout seasons that we had in 2020 and 2021, um, kind of spilled over into 2022 and then they just made it law this year and everybody's loving it. Um, so, you know, we've heard great trout reports from all over the state. The Salmon River's been really good. Highland Lake's been really good. Squance Pond has been really good. East Twin Lake has been really good and the list goes on and on. The state stocked 40 ponds this week or 40 ponds and rivers and streams and lakes and all that stuff. Uh, you're gonna have to check deep website to see which one is closest to you. But uh, the state's been doing a phenomenal job as they always do. We're getting great reports from guys out trout fishing. It's just a lot of fish being caught and uh, seeing some seaforellans caught. And uh, another place that's been really good is the Farmington River. And for a little more on that, let's toss it over now to Derek Kirkpatrick from Connecticut Fish Guides. Hey Dave. Uh, coming to you from the Farmington River. So we have quite a bit of snowpack up in higher elevation on the hills around us, um, around 1,000 feet, 900 feet. We still have quite a bit of snow. So we're having uh, some fairly warm air temps 
which is going to give us some snow melt, and that's going to give us uh, a negative spike on most, most days. Um, once that snow is gone, then I think the fishing is really going to explode. We should see um, a lot of the wild fish coming out of their, their wintering um, areas and, and migrate and spread out throughout the river. There's been some stocking outside of the TMA, so can run into high numbers. 20, 30 fish days are certainly obtainable if you find some of those pods. Outside of that, the holdover fish and wild fish, that's going to be much more difficult. Um, the, the high quality fish are going to be really fussy right now, very specific about what they'll eat, and it's, it's, it can be very technical. But things are certainly going to, to heat up, so to speak. To pick up in March we have a lot of windy days you know don't fight the technique don't try to feed them how you want to feed them if you have strong wind go to indicator nymphing don't try to, to tight line a euro nymph that's just not going to be the best technique of the day so stay versatile that's all I got this week Dave back to you Kind of getting out of the trout realm and heading into the Connecticut River Valley. Uh, the Connecticut River, you know, it's had kind of a tumultuous week. We had a lot of runoff and rain, which raised the levels and got it really dirty and full of debris. And all that kind of flushed out, and now things are resuming again. Uh, here in good pan fishing, you know, calico bass, white perch, yellow perch, and the marinas and the coves. Um, some pike being caught up and had them meadows. Those are pre-spawn fish. Guys are getting them on, like, loud-colored jerk baits, slow-rolling swimmer baits, uh, swimmer baits, spinner baits, or... Um, or just throwing a live shiner out there, a big live shiner out there under a float. Uh, guys are getting some fish using all those methods. Also, you know, I would call the Connecticut River a world-class pickerel fishery. And uh, that's firing up right now as well. So you can go out there and throw jerk baits or live shiners and you're going to clean up on the, uh, on the pickerel. You might catch some stripers. You might be able to target some carp. There's so many different species in the Connecticut River. It's just amazing. For a little bit more on the Connecticut River and the surrounding areas, let's toss it over now to Rowan Lytle. Hey everybody. The uh, weather and the calendar are pretty much in agreement that it is spring now. Uh, this is a pretty good time of year to get on monster panfish. Uh, with water temperatures starting to creep up in all the Connecticut River coves, especially on these sunny days like we have right now, um, you can expect water temperatures to start to peak into the 50s here in the next few days. I would expect some temps like that over the weekend and next week. Uh, that'll pull your perch and your crappies into shallower water onto brush piles. The crappies are going to start looking to get into their pre-spawn mode. This is the time to, your, to get your absolute giant calicos and uh, some of your biggest white and yellow perch. Um, big bluegills as well, often overlooked but present in a lot of the Connecticut River coves. Um, we haven't had the melt off from up north yet, but they have a lot of snow on the ground up there. So expect the flows to start to spike and the temperatures will kind of settle back down a little bit when that happens. Uh, so if you want a really good early season shot at big panfish, I would do so within about the next week or so. Because uh, that melt off will hit us pretty soon here and it'll cool the water temps back down a little bit. But uh, get out there, get after it, fish jigs and uh, minnows under floats. That's the best way to get the giants this time of year. Good luck everybody. Heading west from the Connecticut River, you know, you got a couple of trout ponds and rivers in there that are pulling some fish. 
Uh, but most of the people that are heading west are heading to the Housatonic, where the fishing has been awesome again this week. Uh, still no herring reported in the river, but definitely fish chasing down some bigger baits. Guys are doing well uh, jigging soft plastics deep um, in the river. And, but now we're starting to see some more fish along the banks, too. Guys are getting them on SP minnows, hydro minnows, you know, little plastic lipped minnows are getting the job done as well. And uh, that's just a sign that more bait fish are waking up. Maybe a couple herring in the river, although we haven't heard that yet. Um, but the, the Housatonic is putting out the best striper fishing that you're going to find in New England. We're seeing some bigger fish again this week, fish that are over 20 pounds. Uh, nighttime is definitely the best time to get the biggest fish. Daytime is probably going to produce some more numbers for you. But even the daytime fishing has been seeing more and more like you know, 25 to 30 inch fish recently. So things are really starting to wake up there. And uh, it's definitely an exciting time of year to fish the Housatonic. And that's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully they're going to inspire you to get out there and catch some fish. There's really no excuse not to be fishing right now. It is absolutely beautiful out. Light winds, beautiful weather and many species now waking up and wanting to eat. So get out there, catch the fish, take some pictures and send them to me. And uh, hey, maybe you win something if you do that. Uh, if you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman Magazine, I highly recommend you head over to our website. That's thefisherman.com. You'll get a full gamut of what we offer there, covering the region from Delaware all the way up to Maine with travel pieces and some stuff on the Great Lakes. And every species that you can think of within that region from tile fish to white perch from striped bass to largemouth bass to steelhead to anything anything you can think of uh, we've got it covered in all different disciplines from fly and surf to kayak to going offshore to fishing on a stand-up paddleboard it's all in the magazine and uh, we'd really love for you guys to come over and check it out it's 30 bucks for the year you're going to get 12 issues paper issues sent to your house and then you're going to get 26 sent to your email box digitally throughout the season uh, we've got reports, we've got videos, we've got it all. So head over there, check it out, and uh, I appreciate you guys for watching, and we'll see you next week.